0: This is Nadia with Be the Boss podcast. On our podcast, we talk about how to become your own boss physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually.
1: That's right. On Be the Boss podcast, you can reach out with your questions and topics and we'll talk about it. In other words, you reach, I teach.
0: So make sure you write in and leave your comments below.
1: You don't got to be the man,
0: but you, you can, can always, always be the, the boss. boss.
1: Good morning, Tampa, Florida. This is your host, Deanna Mae, with the lovely co-host, Natty Light. Natty Light. We are here interviewing two amazing entrepreneurs in the local city of Tampa today. Natty Light, you know them personally. How about you introduce them?
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for being here. I'm very excited. You guys are my two very close friends, and we've done a lot of projects together. And I love that I know you guys. I think that it's amazing that I can talk to you guys and rely on you for entrepreneurial advice and just advice in general about the community, about just everything. So first, without further ado, we have Richard Del Rio with Agentes de Accidentes. Nice. Yes, Agentes de
2: Accidentes and Florida Best Promotions. Yes, and Florida Best Promotions, (laughs) (laughs) of course.
0: You can't forget the salsa. Mm -hmm. And we have Marcos Rivera.
2: Yes, I'm
3: here again. Thank you. I love this place. I I can't
1: (laughs) There we go.
0: We we have them stuck, guys. That's it. But we are so happy to have you guys here to talk about your coming up projects, what you guys have been doing during COVID, because I know this has been a crazy time, and so many things have been changing. So, Richard, what has changed so far with what you've been doing?
2: So with Florida Best Promotions, we do... Festivals, salsa festivals, and we've been very blessed over the last past over the past five years to have some great success. Uh, obviously, with COVID, the focus has had to change, oh, and so that's cool. when is the accidentes. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't well, really
3: no, explain why. <laughs> well, <you> know,
2: <laughs> no, I can't get any municipality to prove ten thousand people in their downtown areas right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, so because of that, yeah. you know, I uh, you know, had to change focus. I've always worked in the medical industry, and that's when Accident Agents or Agente de Accidentes was born. And a very short period of time uh, has, um, has been an amazing, uh, enjoyable ride. What's up with that name? Agente de Accidentes was born through the name, or Accident okay. Agents, <laughs> was uh, born uh, through through talking to my good friend, Nadia <laughs> Kaminskaya. I'm Kaminsky. here. Yeah. Yes, That's <laughs> And, good. and uh, Marcus, and uh, they both uh, had some input in that, and, uh, and uh, Accident Agents was born. Awesome.
0: I think it's amazing how quickly you were able to pivot. I know, just like, it feels like Last week, we were talking about planning the next salsa event and getting people to attend and doing the social media, and then everything had to just stop. Like, we we didn't have a choice to really do any festivals because everything was just closed. I know Tarpon Springs was like, no, no, (laughs) not happening. And I think it was such a stressful time, and it's so amazing how, like, you pivoted, and you were able to gain the community support in such, I don't know, I think it, like, snowballed. Just like you said earlier.
2: I'm curious. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people are curious. So what does Accident Agents do? So Accident Agents is case management firm. Uh, mm-hmm. And what we do is we help injured victims from accidents, slip and fall, uh, workers' comp uh, injuries. We help uh, these patients in, in an industry that rightly so has kind of a bad name. We help these patients to kind of avoid Uh, Some of those pitfalls that exist out there, whether you have an attorney or not, these pitfalls can 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 easily happen to you. Uh, And I've been uh, in the uh, personal injury field for over 20 years. I know what gaps needed to be filled uh, to help these patients or victims uh, get the highest standard of health care possible, which is sometimes very difficult in in our field. Uh, because of money uh, and uh, and to get you know qualified, reputable legal representation and it's not always the guy who is advertising the most that is going to do the best job for you right. uh, and and with our experience we're help we're able to um, lead people in the right direction and help the process. Uh, to be efficient and as uh, convenient as possible mm-hmm. for the victim, because it's a very traumatic thing that has happened to them, okay. and and their lives get turned upside down. Just imagine, you know, you you're going to school, you have a family, you got mm-hmm. lives are busy, and all of a sudden you get into an accident, and you've got attorneys to meet, you've got doctors' appointments to go to, and it really is a difficult time for these for these people, and we. We really work hard to make that as convenient and as easy and as quick a process as possible. Wow. So
1: so you guys aren't
2: you're not lawyers. You're
1: literally agents. You, just, literally you represent agents. your client
2: and make sure things are going smoothly. Correct. I have never thought about it. That's brilliant. It is it wow. is a unique it is a unique service in the personal injury field. And, you know, over the, over my 20 years of experience in the field, I've seen what, where the gaps are, mm. you know, and, uh, and this was the best way I found that I could help these people. And, uh, and, and uh, we, we started this company with a focus on, on uh, the Latin community, mm. uh, hence, Agente de Accidentes. Let me try that. Agente de Accidentes. Yes. Ah. yes. Very good. Uh, and. <laughs> yeah. um, and specifically with that community, they a lot of them coming from a different country, mm-hmm. and even those that are are that are from here that don't uh, speak English sometimes just don't understand the process and can easily be taken adva- be taken advantage of. And uh, shout out to the immigrants. Yes, mm-hmm. shout out. <laughs> uh, and we're here to help them avoid those things to help them to understand why. Things need to happen the way they need You're to happen. You're
1: a representative. You're literally yeah. an agent. So I do real estate. I'm a real estate agent. I just never even thought about that. An accident agent. That's brilliant. Like, so do
2: you find the lawyers? Do you do, like, how do you make this work? So uh, we, 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 uh, we're actively out there, you know, uh, marketing and letting people know that we, we're out there to help them. So when people call us, if they, you know, a lot of times when people call us, they don't have an attorney yet and they don't have a doctor. They just call us because, because they call us, you know, and we, we just, uh, you know, uh, consult with them, find out, you know, what happened, how did the accident happen? And if, if they have a case, uh, uh then we will, the first thing we'll do is we'll get them to a doctor right away. And, uh, and we work with some of the best doctors in town, we don't work with just anybody. We really, really scrutinize uh, what doctors we work with. And they're highly, highly, highly trained, highly certified, and highly reputable facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are going to put science in front of a, a, a paycheck. You know? And,
1: that,
2: yeah. Yes. Which is not easy to find sometimes, right. surprisingly. Uh, and then we, we connect them with attorneys who have the same philosophy, uh, who, who really have the best interest, the health of their patients' interest in mind, and, uh, and, and that believe in the concept that, that good science is the best way to get them the best settlement, you yeah. know? Uh, and it really is that simple. And sometimes people make it a little more difficult than that, but... Uh, you know, if science can back up what the doctor is saying, then an insurance company who's trying to find a way not to pay can't fight it.
0: Which, which is crazy. I think that is so crazy. We get insurance to help us, right, in case of emergencies or in case something happens. And then you have to fight for right. your own insurance. or you have to fight for the insurance of an accident, right? Yeah.
2: The, law says that, the law says that you have to have insurance in order to drive. Right. Right, and then they treat you like a criminal when you have to use it.
0: Exactly. And if you I don't pay so them, bizarre. they'll take your
2: license away. You know. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think that is such a bizarre concept. So that's,
3: I mean, that's that's the norm in the United, the United States. Anything that has to do with healthcare, it's for profit. So insurance is for profit. Why? Because their their biggest expense is not your, you know, forty, forty five, fifty thousand dollar car that you just completely totaled. It's that backbone that's no longer aligned and needs treatment for yeah. a very, very long time and yeah. surgeries. And that's, you know, uh, a few vertebrae are much more expensive than uh, an AMG uh, C63. So, uh, and people, people realize that. So, so the insurance companies are always going to. to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: they, yeah, exactly. Much we more can valuable. Need You're it. use it so, a lot longer. <laughs>
3: So, uh, you know, you see those kind of, legislatively, you see these companies lobbying, these insurance companies lobbying for more favorable laws so they can provide the least amount of uh, money, the least amount of um, responsibility when you're paying them to support you at your weakest moment. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. So, and then they, they have lots of money. So. You know, you've got insurance companies, and I'm I'm speaking from experience, but I'm not going to speak in detail because I don't want people to know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, a a few years ago, uh, a lot of these companies lobbied and spent a whole lot of money to make sure that doctors did not get $10,000. And that savings, the, 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 the justification was we need to pass that savings down to the user the insured. So, you know, if these doctors are so corrupt, they're taking $10,000 every single time. uh, Our our customers are paying extreme rates because we're paying these corrupt doctors $10,000 for a pinky injury. And this is horrible. So they were able to get this passed where it was $2,500 for non deep tissue injuries, and it was $10,000 for something serious. And You know, the medical facilities that were helping these patients got screwed Mm -hmm. and absolutely zero savings for the customers in Florida that were paying for insurance. It changed absolutely nothing for the consumer. But the people that now had to run with a lot less money, a lot more scrutiny were these doctors that are listening to the patient going this hurts and that hurts and that hurts. Why did this little tiny fender bender make my neck hurt so much when I barely felt it the day it happened? So this is why companies like Richard and his experience come into play where they, they've they got expert because I've, I've seen firsthand and I've read about the doctors that he associates with, and they're not chumps. And that's the first thing I look for in medical care. I don't look for, I mean, you want the best medical care. And when I, when he said the name and I looked, up in, at, at just one specific person that he was working with. I was like, are you serious that this guy's doing accidents? Because this is, this is the real deal. We're All talking right. about, uh, uh, you know, a professor of a highly regarded university, uh, a guy who's considered a master of what he does. He's working with Richard because wow. it, it, this is the kind of care that these people provide because the customer really does have this pain. And you're literally fighting your own insurance company to fix what they promised that they
2: would fix if anything happened. They're one job, literally, you're paying them for one job, and Mm
1: -hmm. you have to fight them to do that job.
2: So one of the things that came out of that ordinance, and really it's a Hillsborough County ordinance, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, was that patients had to be seen by an MD or uh, a PA or uh, a nurse practitioner or dentist. Uh, within the first fourteen days of their accident in order to qualify for the ten thousand dollars in pip, which is meant for for their acute needs uh, from an accident. It was originally created to 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 solve that problem of getting patients that acute need for medical care okay now there's been a movement uh, uh, in legislation in and out of legislation to what we call in the industry sunset pip or just to get rid of the $10,000 of pip and make 25,000 in bodily injury mandatory, which I am all for that because I believe that that fast, easy $10,000 in pip is what is what uh, drives most of the fraud that happens in our industry. You know, people are looking to, to, to exhaust that $10,000 in pip uh, for their own needs and, and not for the, you know, the best interest of that patient. Uh, and it happens more, more times than, than I'd like to admit. But uh, Accident Agents is here to be a light in the dark. We want to help people and, uh, and, and get them treated based on what their medical needs are and not based on a paycheck. The money will take care of itself. Yes, we are a business, okay? Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, we always put our patients first, and in the long run, that is what sets us apart from the rest of the industry.
0: Wow. Oh, I love that. And I, when I heard about what you were doing and you explained it to me, I really like that because, I, I mean, I've had a personal experience with accidents and. Um, the U.S. And I, I know I say the U.S. I've been here for 20 years. So I'm like, I am U.S. What
3: was your experience? How did you like hit a cow or something? Or? <laughs> I wish. That, yeah.
0: see, that would have been easier. Um, I think I was in high school. No, I know I was in high school. And we were going to school and I was at a parking light Right, my mom was driving. And a crazy like senior high school person ran into two cars behind us. And it hit my mom two cars behind us, and then another car. So they were going like, I don't know, 80 miles an hour to a red stoplight, which I love. That's like 9 a.m. Like, where are you in a hurry to? Nobody wants to be in school that bad. And my mom is an immigrant, right? So she she didn't understand insurance. She didn't understand any of it. But she knew that I had like a neck pain because I bent down. And then I was 16, so I, like my head jolted back. And I had a neck hernia. Thankfully, my mom's a neuro- neurologist, right? So she understands it. But we ended up having to file the insurance claim, go to the doctors, do all these things. And all the doctors that we met or talked to, all they were trying to do was give me a lot of treatments that didn't help. And they were just, like, trying to, like, exhaust the insurance. And then they would say, oh, you need this to file a claim. And it would make, like, my headaches worse. And it was just like a such a wild concept. I was really young. I was 16. I had no wow. idea. I had no idea accidents or lawyers or that anything was involved. I thought you paid insurance and you had an accident. They gave you money to go get better. I mean, that's it. I didn't know there was so much involved. And I think this continued until I was 18 or 19, like the whole case. And at the end of the case, I remember I had to like go to one of those like trial things. Not trial things Mediation, mediation, During yeah, conference. or like where you sit with a lawyer and the other lawyer and they ask you questions if you're not lying, that you have headaches and memory loss, and it was such a wild concept to me, and I just can't imagine, I at least spoke English, right, but there's people out there who don't yeah. speak English, don't understand, these doctors give them treatments that make them worse, and then they either give up or they continue, and it's just mind-boggling. The, the whole industry is just like... It,
2: it is... It is uh it is uh it is sad to say those things happen but that is why accident agents was born you know we we watch very carefully that that someone is not uh having excessive amount of treatments because you know there's still pip left yeah. uh on their case you know uh we you know there is a there is a, a a formula that you follow and 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 you want to try to get someone better using the least uh invasive uh, methods possible to you. chiropractic physical therapy. Uh, you want to use those first. you don't want to go straight yeah. to surgery if, yeah. if you don't need it. you want to You, <laughs> you want to avoid that. you know yeah. you want to avoid that. but at the same time, if it's not working move you on to the next, to the next level, despite what's left in PIP or not left in PIP. It's just, it's this simple, good medicine, good science, Mm -hmm. period, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and in the long run, you know, uh, if you're talking about a case, uh, you know, that is what makes you your, you know, when you have a big case, if good medicine was not practiced throughout (coughs) excuse me, throughout the um, process of this person being treated, then it's going to be hard for that attorney to justify the treatment and win the case. So, I've seen, I've seen, you know, very sadly, uh, a personal friend of mine who didn't call me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he had uh, seriously injured, ended up with multi-level fusions in his neck and back. Oh my very serious thing. Uh, you know, which... Uh, you know, some doctors that I talked to feel were unnecessary, uh, but in this case, they were offered a five hundred thousand dollars settlement. But you know, they didn't settle at that, and uh, and they went for the for the two million dollar settlement, and they ended up losing. This guy is disabled for the rest of his life, ended up with no settlement. Oh
0: my god!
2: And it's just a sad, sad story. Uh, and, and, uh, and it was all unnecessary. Didn't have to go down that way, you know? Uh, and we could have really helped him and it was a shame that we, that he didn't allow us to, uh, but, um, so in that instance, you would have advised him the proper course of action or, the well, yeah, risk right. Or... I don't, I'm, I, I'm not a doctor. Let me put, let me first say that I'm not a doctor. I'm not an attorney, but I do believe if this person was, was connected with the level of medical care that we can connect them with, and the level of legal representation, they would have ended up with the proper care, and they would have ended up with a very large settlement. So they would have got the care they needed, they would have gotten better, and they would have got uh, a good settlement in the end because they were seriously injured, uh, and um, and they deserved a settlement. And they ended up with nothing. Mm.
0: That's terrible.
2: Okay, so wow. what, I'm, what I'm seeing from a, a, a legislative
3: standpoint is, you know, you look at, so, so you, look, you look at people, a lot of people think that
1: attorneys
3: are the ones that are responsible for our laws. That's not true. Politicians are responsible for our laws. Okay? Attorneys are the ones that, and that's where the word abogado comes from in Spanish. They advocate. So They use the law represent their client and justify this is why it's right or this is why it's wrong and all of this is m- macro managed I don't know if you've heard that term before is not a managed, it's macro managed by uh, by um uh what do you call this it's called um uh, uh when government the word just escaped me uh, so so government is going to regulate there you go how things happen so when government regulates how things happen government changes regulation what do attorneys do they change the way they represent their clients
1: Mm. what
3: do judges do they change the way they interpret the laws i mean that's just the way it is so when you have a company like his who's dealing with medical regulations on one side and then you've got insurance regulations on the other side and then you have attorney regulations on the other side of how the laws apply in the state Who's who's the connector here? What where's the interface?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Where's the interface? There is no interface. What I see is that there is an interface now, and it's a gente accidentis. That's what they do. They communicate oh, wow. effectively with the, the the attorneys, they communicate effectively with the medical side, and they communicate effectively with the insurance. And they make sure that the best possible outcome is one that favors the the client, the patient, or the victim as you called it before. The victim. And that's why
2: I really like that. That's brilliant. That is brilliant and needed. It, it is. is. It is that needed. Is I've been in, like I said, I've been in the industry for uh, almost 20 years or maybe even more than 20 years. It's been a long time. Uh, and throughout those years, I've experienced and seen a lot of things. And I've seen where the gaps are. You know. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to know a lot of the attorneys and do- practicing doctors in the field. And, and know which ones, uh, which ones are, are the good ones. And which ones the, are kosher? Which ones are not? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if that's the, the right way to say it, but. Which ones uh, drink pineapple juice and which ones drink orange yeah. juice? <laughs> but Inside but, uh, joke, inside joke. <laughs> yeah, but the, the ones, ones that, uh, that really have the best interests of their clients at heart, you know? Uh, and it's not all about how much money they're gonna make.
0: You I know? think that's so important.
2: Yeah. I think it's a really good niche to fill. Right. And and, um, and I'm very, very proud of what we're doing. Very proud of what we're doing. Uh, like I said, you know, I've heard someone say before, I don't know who, who said this, but the problem is the opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? The mm-hmm. problem is the opportunity. We saw a problem in personal injury, and we we tried to come up with a solution for it. And we believe that we've done that. Mm-hmm. Love
0: it. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
2: mm-hmm. And I get to see Richard's face all over the billboards all over Tampa Bay now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we you know I uh, we could segue. This is a great segue, I think. You know, uh, is you know, yes, we have been doing a lot of marketing, which is always a lot of fun to do. And I've always. But, but I will tried. say this.
3: Here's the thing about his marketing.
2: And this is that
3: don't, I don't want everyone to just follow his advice blindly with what he's saying. <laughs> A lot of people know Richard's face already.
0: Very true. So and they see the they go, oh, it's that
3: guy. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's the what guy? It's the salsa guy. So every time they see the face, it's like, is that the salsa guy that's doing this? So, I mean, he's, he's building. And this is, you know, this podcast is about entrepreneurship. Um, he ain't no dope, you know what I mean? He's he he put it together. So uh, you know, his his unsuspecting innocent face is on all these billboards <laughs> and 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 bus stops and people go, "Wait a second, isn't this the guy that does the salsa festivals? Isn't this the guy that does uh the dance this, the this that?" And and and, and he's knowing Richard, no, Richard is is one of the most giving people in the community. Like if 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 there's any kind of weird awkward Strange uh, uh, result of the equation. He's not involved. <laughs> he doesn't. He he ought, he opts out of that one. So he he likes to be very transparent. He likes to be straightforward. If he has to lo- lose money to make something happen, he's going to do it because he wants to sleep well at night and know that he did the best that he could do for the community that he's working for.
0: I love that.
1: That's insane. So you, you should, you should know, bring this guy everywhere you go. You that. Like, that, that
2: was saying. a speech. Yeah,
0: like yeah. you just. Should have a
1: hype
2: man? You, that's that. your agent. I didn't pay him for that. I didn't pay. <laughs> I you know. Yeah, that. <laughs> <just, laughs> that's just how he is. <laughs> I, he <laughs> just I wow. probably should start paying him for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but babe, you I know, need I. I need to yeah, uh, you know when I when I do something, you know, you know first and foremost, anyone who does anything for me, they got to get paid. You know, despite what the turnout is of the event, despite what the politics may be, you know, bands got to get paid, DJs got to get paid. There's politics and festivals. There's a lot of politics and in festivals. No, really? yes. no. interesting. <laughs> Everyone has to get paid. Police, uh, paramedics, insurance, uh, uh, merchants, organizations, uh, whatever organizations uh, are involved. Yes.
0: So this is an outside perspective, but when I started working with Richard, I had no idea that people, that festivals were such, like, you know, like, such a, like, a money-bringing thing to a community. Like, how much impact they have on a community, on the restaurants, on the location. I never thought about it. I thought, oh, it's fun. Everybody, they just have a festival. People show up. Woo! And it's amazing how much I've learned about how the government is involved, how the city's involved, how the restaurants, the locations are involved. Could you guys elaborate on that and let this uh, kind of the audience know how much involvement? And, uh,
3: yeah, I mean, uh, imagine if tomorrow Ricky Martin shows up in Dover. <laughs> the whole world's going to know that Ricky Absolutely. Martin showed up and did a concert in Dover. Okay. So. For at least a certain amount of time, everyone's going to know about Dover, Florida. So it's not going to be just a few Mexicans and Puerto Ricans that happen to you know, live there. So it, it's the same thing when you have a festival that's successful, like what Richard built. You know, you take it to a place like Tarpon Springs. People it, it, so politically speaking, in terms of voters, Puerto Ricans are, are, are bum rushing Florida. And they're not not going into Orlando, Kissimmee, Celebration, Disney mode like they used to in the past. They want beaches. That's the number one thing that they mentioned. We want beaches. We want water. Tampa Bay is the place to be. Mm -hmm. FYI, just a little side note, Disney was supposed to build Disney World in Tampa, not in Orlando.
1: I've heard that before.
3: Research that. So this is the place to be. and. A lot of Puerto Ricans, which Puerto Ricans translate into other Latino communities also associating with whatever you're, you're doing with these Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. uh, and Richard's Puerto Rican, I'm Puerto Rican, these festivals bring awareness to communities that offer something different. So if you go to Puerto Rico and you say, hey, I have Greek food, they've never tried it. But if they moved here, hey, we've got a salsa festival, and it's in a Greek community, they're going to come here and they're going to go, oh, wow, look, they've got octopus. Just like we do back in the island. That look at the way this this strip looks. It looks just like it does in Aguadilla or Mayagüez, or mm-hmm. because Tarpon Springs is right next oh, to the water, and, and a lot so of the, the festivals are nice. on the coast of Puerto Rico. So you know, yeah. it, he's built something that would bring awareness to whatever city that festival is brought to, which is why we're working on other cities, other municipalities.
2: So, so right. So so what what. What Marcus is saying is, it's very, uh, a point that really goes, uh, at least from my standpoint, goes unnoticed uh, so far since I've been doing this, is that it's a very uh, short vision when you look about, when you look at these events and think about the money you're going to make that night. Because it is much more valuable than that. Uh, Because these people come back, you know. People who have never heard of a certain venue, uh, you know, they come to this venue and and they have a feeling. Maya, Angel- Maya Angelou said, people will never remember what you do for them, but they will always remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. So we focus in our festivals and making sure that people feel something. There's electricity in the air and that the people are happy and it's something unique is a vibe, it's it's a a vibe. vibe. Mm. Mm-hmm. and it's palpable uh, at our festivals <laughs> <laughs> I remember the and, and those people who get that feeling will come back and they will eat at the restaurants they will sit at the bars and they will go into the shops and they will spend their money and uh and that is the value we bring to the table it's not just what you're going to make that night which a lot of people, some people just don't get. I don't understand that. Logical they don't understand people. that. And yeah, no, there's people in the festival that go, the,
3: go to the festival. What the hell are you going to walk when there's 12,000 people on the freaking street?
0: It's packed. You want to see the whole place, but you can't. And it's beautiful. Because it's right there's the
3: 11,999 Puerto Ricans between you and what you want to see. <laughs> so you're at the <laughs> festival, you're enjoying the music, you're enjoying the vibe, but you also are starting to get that curiosity of, Wow, look, there's a restaurant there. There's a, a, a shop there. On and the they water. have to come back. We're gonna have to come back when there's no festival. Absolutely. So we're bringing yes. this value to the to a community that would go completely unnoticed if this festival weren't didn't exist. It's
0: crazy. It's how more many valuable than a know. billboard for them. Oh for oh. sure. It's
2: yeah. the ultimate billboard. And they don't have to pay for it.
0: <laughs> I pay
2: for yeah, it. For <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I I love
0: it. The first time I went to one of your festivals I was just, like, astounded by the amount of people, by the energy, by the music, everything. I loved it. And I saw people on the streets and sitting down and dancing and doing all these things. What and about like, the guy
3: directing parking? Did you <laughs> notice
2: that? Yeah, we <laughs> know. Oh, yeah, got parking.
0: That's <laughs> all I need mean
2: you know. It's a very interesting story. It's one that we should shed light <laughs> on. So, you know, me and Marcus met. You know, I had already been doing this festival for a little while, and— for the most part, I've been doing it on my own, uh, you know, obviously with the support and help of my wife and my family and, and and some friends, but, you know, I really needed someone to, to really join forces with me and, and, and two people that did that one was Nadia. Uh, of course she has been a huge, huge part of the festival success, uh, but Marcus as well. So Marcus gets involved, uh more from a community engagement or community outreach uh, standpoint and a public relations standpoint. But he also was jumping in the day of the festival to help out with different things. One of the biggest problems uh, or one of the, the most complicated things to do during this festival is to get all your vendors. We usually have somewhere between... 80 and 100 vendors Ooh. for every festival, okay? To and and, and, mm-hmm. and, and to, to get those people in and, uh, and in their perspective spaces and at the same time where, where the venue is being emptied out from its normal uh, people, it's a very hectic time. And uh, Marcus is sitting there at the front. We have it gated off. He's slipped in his glasses. He's got a cigar going. And I don't know if you guys listening know who Marcus is or anybody. He's a, you know, he's a pretty big dude, too, you know, and he just I looks- can take him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if we could say this on the, on air, but he's a bit of a badass. You know? <laughs> yeah. You can
0: everything. Okay.
2: That's so. Uh, so, you know, having him there just added, uh, uh, you know, people just didn't try him. Right. He said, No. That way, or you go over there, and they did exactly what he said. Yes, sir. And sir, it never yes, went. And it <laughs> never went as smooth as it did when uh, Marcus did that. Which to me was was uh, was was really cool. Was really and, and kind of funny too. You know. Uh, and he was really enjoying himself out there, telling, directing people. It was it was cool. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know,
3: I have. He was yeah, the yeah, enforcer,
2: and he looked enforcer. like it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got nothing to lose. You know. You just... <laughs> You know, I was, uh, you know, I, I, in my mind, I'm an aspir- aspiring action actor. So when people came over and they were like, oh, why can't I park there? I just, you know, my inner Arnold Schwarzenegger voice is like, no, I'll go over there. <laughs> go Immediately down the They paid, sorry, it, sir. They paid
2: attention to him? him. They paid attention to him. They did what he said, and it never went, it never has run any smoother than Not that. Not
3: one conflict.
2: Not <laughs> one conflict. Not one issue in that process which is a very hectic uh part of the whole process uh it it, it was it was really amazing and I was really thankful to have his help oh, that doing hard. that you know i think i smoked like four cigars throughout the whole event though he <laughs> was it, it it was cool and he did look like a badass out there directing the right yeah. And, and I got to tell you, it, it was very interesting to see
3: that, you know, we paid sanit- sanitation, police, uh, EMTs, everyone was paid. But Richard, at the end of the night, while everybody went to the after party to get their drink on, get their dance on, Richard was picking up garbage. Richard Aww. was 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 making sure that there wasn't shit like lying that. on the street. Yeah. They're going to talk something, you know. The, I don't, And this is something that he said. He said, I don't want them to think that Puerto Ricans are like this. Mm, and that's so the way that he, he sees it. He didn't see it as All the you know, my festival. He saw it as our people. Like, this is not who we are. We gotta clean up. We gotta make sure that everything is straight. Once everything is done, then we can go dance. And now that's something that try. Richard just, he turns, he goes from the beast to the beauty. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's he's you know, low key uh, background type of guy, but when you give him the salsa floor, he turns into Prince Charming. I mean, everybody I want to wants to dance. dance with him. You know, I was looking at him kind of straight. I was like, oh, I think I want to dance with that guy. <laughs> okay. So
2: so one of the purposes, and, you know, it's, uh, I like that you bring that up, because one of the purposes for me starting this festival is I wanted to show people specifically in the North Pinellas County area the value uh, in the Latino community. Mm. Because I live in North Pinellas, and there's a lot of Latinos moving into that area. And there really is nothing for us to do out there. You either Mm got to go to South Pinellas or Hillsborough County. If you want to do something Latino, you know, and I wanted them to, to really, I wanted to show the value of connecting in the Latin community. And, and obviously with this festival, we were able to do that, you know, Uh, but I also wanted to show our character. So, I wanted to make sure that when we when we leave a venue that it was left better than we found it. Mm. Yeah. Added to
1: the situation. You didn't we, take nothing. We
2: add there's nothing that can happen to you from working with us but adding to what that makes your place a, a a great place. And the Sponge Docks is a beautiful place to go, uh full of uh culture, nationally known place. It's the only working dock of its kind. In the United States. It is very beautiful. It's a mm-hmm. very great place to, pl- to go to. But let's be honest. People from Tampa, you know, especially Latinos, mm-hmm. you know, maybe would never have gone to the Spongebob or even heard of it if it wasn't for our festival. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we get people coming from at our festivals. We get people coming from Orlando, from Lakeland, from Sarasota, from St. Pete, from other Spring states, Hill. yeah, we got people call. I get calls from people from New York mm-hmm. calling me up. What hotel should I stay at? You know, uh, you know, which which brings up another point. We got to find a way to really measure, you know, what the impact, the impact is, is right. you know, and there are different things that we can do. There's, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, bed tax that you can look at, which which are public uh, uh, numbers. So, uh, bed taxes is, you know, what hotels pay in tax, uh, for, for when, when they rent a room. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's by date. So those, those yeah, different things that right. we can use to, to see spikes and show the impact that, uh, that, that the we are bringing to, to these areas, you know, um, uh, and, uh, and, and Listen, guys, I'm not. This is for everybody out there who is a, an aspiring entrepreneur. I am not anybody special. Uh, I am just a regular guy who, who just went after something. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, he's just the guy that
3: came up with a small, tiny, innovative concept of mediating between attorneys and medical practices and insurances and 12,000 <laughs> participant uh, festival. So he's,
2: he's he's the average yeah. Joe.
0: Just Joe. Just average, like you got Walmart. Joe's Joe's crazy. Joe's Joe's crazy. You're you're I really <laughs> Sunday really,
2: afternoon. You know, really, I am. Told your eyes, really pick somebody. I, I, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm no special. No more special than, than anyone else out there. I'm under, except when you're dancing. <laughs> except when I'm dancing. There you go. <laughs> I, would, I would say I'm a little above average
1: dance. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's what it is, guys. That's the the dancing. You know what I really uh, took from this, I man? What I really liked is, number one, that story about cleaning up after because you knew that the impression mattered. The way you left something mattered. And there's a very uh, famous quote. I'm going to paraphrase it. It says, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. Mm-hmm. And you encompassed that in that, that one action. You, you said, you know what? I want people to see us the right way because this is who we actually are, not this. Mm-hmm. And you cleaned up. Beautiful. And what I've heard from you both speaking is, excuse my Spanish, el pachón. Mm-hmm. You guys are passionate, and that's the differentiator. You guys really care about what you do, and so I think it comes through in your product. It comes through in your results. It comes through in like even your interview. It's like you—you you inspire me
2: from hearing you talk about things you love. Well, I, I uh, I'm very uh, humbled to hear that, and I hope that my story can inspire uh, a, a lot of different people—not uh, just of the Hispanic race, but yes, my Latinos. I want to inspire mm-hmm. them. Uh, And it was one of the reasons why me and Marcus both accepted to be founded board members of the Tampa Bay Latin Chambers. We want to help. We want to inspire our people uh, to do bigger and better things. Uh, uh, Very important. We are passionate about that. We're passionate about what we do. We're passionate about people. We love people. And we are here to help. We're your servant. What do you need? We're here for you. Yeah, one thing I disagree with uh, Richard is that he's. Where are you from again? <laughs> where, where were you? Where did you grow up? Well, I'm Puerto Rican, where'd but I, I was born and raised. In Manchester, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. So he's comfortable with this cold ass <laughs> weather.
3: <laughs> and I don't agree with that.
2: But I would, I would tell. I'm I, sorry, take I, it back over there to New Hampshire.
3: <laughs> I'm not comfortable
2: weather. with this cold weather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think in Tampa, reason. Florida? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. Uh, and it's a fun thing to mess with my friends and, and family he's still home in Manchester uh, in the cold right now. Uh, But uh, I'll tell you, one of the most beautiful places to be in the summertime Mm -hmm. is Manchester, New Hampshire. So if you haven't been there, uh, go visit New Hampshire in the summertime. It is beautiful. Once you have a uh, festival paint, paint there. Paid for and approved, by I've never been to, uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. Uh, where the slogan is, live free
1: or die.
2: <laughs> so how do we uh, find more information about you? Do you
1: have any social media? Or-
2: I do. I do. Uh, you, can find, uh, you can find out information about our festivals uh, on Florida Best Promotions page on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, and LinkedIn. Uh also uh you know if you're looking for more information about the agentes de accidentes or accident agents, uh if you have questions, if you've been in an accident and you and you have an attorney and a doctor and you just want to bounce some things off of me, feel free to give us a call. You can find us uh at accident agents uh on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, accidentagents.com. 866-424-3683. Eight six six four two four three six eight three. That will ring to my cell phone. You can text me there as well. You can actually fax me at that number as well. What's the phone um, number in Spanish? 866-420. Oh. oh, there you go. Ah. It's literally his cell phone. I watched it ring.
0: And we will definitely tag them below so you guys don't have to remember all of this. And if you don't have a pen, don't worry. You can just click the link below and find all this amazing information.
2: Yes, we, we want to help. Uh, you know, you don't have to use our network. You don't have to use our attorneys. You just have some questions, and uh, you're in the middle of the process. You want to bounce it off me? I'm happy to help. Wonderful. Do you
1: have any wrapping statements, philosophies, any messages you want to give to the audience? Yeah. So I, one thing is, uh, everything historically
3: everything's been known to have a pendulum effect, and Everything that we stand for with festivals, community engagement, helping our community out, and partying a lot and having tons of fun, has In been it's been completely halted since March of this year. So from completely halted, the pendulum effect is bomb-ass parties coming very soon. So it, within the next year, You're really we're going to have some bomb-ass parties. So make sure you look at Florida Best Promotions, you look at the Facebook page. A lot of good stuff's going to come this way. Tampa Bay is, 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 is booming uh, in many ways, and it's going to be booming even more now in the party scene because, it, again, the pendulum effect.
0: We are starved.
3: Yes,
2: for sure. So,
3: Everyone's going to... If you, you don't have that salsa, you're going to learn how to dance accordingly. salsa. Accordingly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so I, I do, do want to say this. this. You do not have to know how to dance salsa to enjoy our salsa festival. It's an amazing vibe. No matter where you come from, you're going to feel it, and you're going to enjoy it. Number two... Our next festival will be May 1st, 2021, if God willing. We don't know what's going on with COVID yet. But, uh, but we're planning for May 1st, uh, 2021. Location to be determined. But uh, we are determined uh, to, to make it happen. Uh, and, uh, and it's going to happen. So look out for that. Salsa de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, May like 1st. 2021 coming to a city near you. We are going to be there. Be the Boss podcast is definitely going to be
0: there. Oh, yeah. salsa, maybe we'll live. go live. Yeah, Who maybe knows? we'll go live. I do
2: Maybe
1: some video feed. I um, hey, hey, You can see Nadia's hey, salsa. Yeah. I really salsa.
2: <laughs> FYI. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> you, <guys can> <laughs> you guys can do like they do on NBC for the uh-huh. uh, for the Macy's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. You know, the commentation. Yeah, right. hey. <laughs> <laughs> <to> salsa
0: competition. <laughs> it's gonna
3: be really hard to commentate on some of the stuff you're gonna see happening there, though. It's a
2: good time.
0: We can't. Yeah, we, we, we can handle it. We're we'll doing our, we we do our
1: best. We we do our best. best. It's, it's good. good. That was beautiful, guys. And with that, you, any thoughts on all of you might No,
0: have thank you guys for being here. I'm excited for the next festival, and I'm excited for Agentes de
1: Accents. Good job. Wow. Good job. Hey, okay. job. Okay. We're over here, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. And with that being said, always remember you don't gotta be the man,
0: but you can always be the.